this episode of Sandlot Sports, we discuss what in the unholy hell happened to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, is San Francisco back? Were they ever really gone because of the, all the injuries? We discuss where Josh Dobbs fits in the grand scheme of things. CJ Stroud for not only Rookie of the Year, but possibly MVP. Um, we do our picks, and we discuss the kind of state of the quarterback play in the NFL, where it's not nearly as good as it should be. Towards the end, we give our rankings of top five quarterbacks, and we struggled to live the list of five good ones. Welcome back to the still number one sports podcast in Sanford, Florida. Hopefully, we haven't lost listeners after our last segment. Um, this is Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Capison. I'm here with Dorian Cody. Dwight is king in Taiwan. He, he's something in Taiwan. Um, and BJ Thomas. <laughs> Fuck's doing what Dwight doing over there in Taiwan? Whomever he wants. <laughs> well, why, why do we always like save the White Howard jokes for the NFL segment? Like I've noticed at the past couple weeks. This wasn't me. Ed, it was all this, that dude over this, there. This was no, not me. I'm just saying he's he's supposed to be in the NBA. He's playing ball in Taiwan, averaging 36 points, 20 rebounds, like what six blocks or something yeah, against JV players. But you you know who is doing good against professional players? Josh Dobbs. Doing well, Adam. Doing well. (laughs) Jeez. Sorry, Miss Lockett's going to come smack me with a ruler. (laughs) Shout out to Josh Dobbs, man. He's balling. I know. In my my second fantasy league, the top six teams are six and four, and I get Justin Jefferson back. I am so excited. (laughs) Right. Justin Jefferson does come back. Yeah, you need it after putting up seventy-eight points this week. Dude, you saw that shit. Seven, seventy-eight. Man. Hell yeah, I've been watching it. You're oh, number two. Yeah, I, I got to pay you attention. Know, to number two. I almost offered you a trade to help your team out. I was like, shit, I got a running back you could borrow. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was it, it was brutal this week. I <laughs> I didn't look at it. I said, you know I, when I saw the score, I was like, he didn't set his roster. <laughs> what yeah, I did. He must have like three. He must have three bye week players in there, dude. It, Trevor, you know I'm gonna get this out of the way. I, I was telling, I was on the on the, I was on the Jaguars fan page. I told him, no more Super Bowl talk, no more. We need to go back to basics. We, we've talked about San Francisco in the past and how they are great front running team. They cannot come back from behind. And we also talked about that when Trent Williams went down, that was a key injury. What happened this past week? Yeah. Trent Williams came back. They got a lead and curb stomped your ass. <laughs> yeah, it was a humbling ass move. So I, I so Jack Nation, you listening? No more Super Bowl talk. One step at a time. Trevor Lawrence was running for his damn life. I knew when Chase Young, you know, coming back to uh, San Francisco is going to change that whole mindset. Now they're like, yeah, we're going to put our foot in some people's ass now. So, had to be us. Yeah. Enough, so, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you, you kept Christian McCaffrey out of the end zone, though. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, he didn't have to score, really. Everybody else <laughs> did. Shit. Yeah. Ayuk looked like fucking second coming of Michael Irvin in that bitch. I'm like, can anybody just, like, can, can, can we get, a, like, some type of defensive holding penalty? He was wide open. No. Whatever he won, whatever I Nothing. Won. You have to be close to him to grab him. Yeah. Yeah. Again, when when Brock Purdy doesn't <laughs> hit the Kittle. Play ball, he, yes, Kit- he does. Kittle with four catches for 116 yards and a touchdown. I was like, wow. 
Yeah, I'm just like he walked into the end zone on y'all. Walked yeah. into the end zone. I was like, oh no. He walked in. It looked like a linebacker was afraid of him, which he is like a scary guy, but still, like, you know, try so, do something. So what needless like? to say, needless to say, I'm gonna just rip the seal off the top five here. Uh, the Jaguars are not in it anymore. No, no. the Saint curse is real. Yeah, it's real. We will. You will yeah. be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. So I, I want to get back to back to Josh Jobs for a second. So just just real quick. So he was drafted in 2018. Do you know how many teams he has thrown a pass for in a regular season game? No, he played for the Jags. <clears throat> no, he never played for. He was a backup quarterback for the Jaguars. He, I know he, he may have been a backup quarterback, but he did not throw a pass for the Jaguars. Cause I know, I know the, the Titans. Cause he actually beat the Jags as a he he filled in uh, one game for the Titans for Tannehill, and he beat the Jaguars a couple years ago. Jaguars, two thousand nineteen. Really? Oh, was he? Uh, yeah, but he did throw a pass for something. I think I think he was cut like mid season or something like that. Yeah. So he like, he was drafted by Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. was cut by Pittsburgh, went to Jacksonville. Didn't play, went back to Pittsburgh, was cut, went to Cleveland, was cut, went to Detroit, was cut, went to, t- went to Tennessee, was cut, went to Cleveland, went to Arizona, and now he's doing this in Minnesota. Dang. Ooh. Almost like Fitzmagic. I, I, ca- I said that last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh. But it makes you wonder, so all those teams that had him in camp, Okay. And clearly, he's a smart dude. I mean, he's a freaking rocket scientist. Okay. And he does have NFL talent. Now, backup starter talent, that's debatable. Um, but he has NFL talent. He's a smart, smart dude. You had him in your camp. Yeah. And you let him go. Yeah. What does that say about the coaching staffs that did? Now, granted, when he was on Detroit, I believe Matt, Matt Patricia was the coach. So that's enough right there. Yeah, but you have to remember the NFL is about opportunity and matching up scheme to player and stuff like that. And for a backup quarterback, they aren't going to rewire a system. So maybe he just didn't fit in where he was. Maybe. Yeah, because like I was watching an interview with Chad Johnson. He was saying when he went to the CFL, he thought he was going to dominate. And he got there and he was he was humbled. He was like, these are players that might – politics the numbers crunch or whatever just didn't make him the nfl these are skilled players so if they're there in the cfl josh dobbs is a skilled player he just might the cart the the plans just didn't align at the right time and maybe they are now maybe so i'm it, it he's is... doing all right for arizona eight touchdowns yep. five interceptions almost 63 percent completion percentage i mean that's better than a lot of backup quarterbacks yeah you know and let's not forget i mean he was not supposed to start the season and Arizona doesn't have juggernaut offense around no. him either. Oh. He's got Marquise Brown and who? Yeah. It is quite possible that Minnesota can make the playoffs without Kirk Cousins. I mean, look, if he can do this with TJ Hawkinson, Addison, KJ Osborne, what's going to happen when Justin Jefferson comes back? Yep. Oh. Oof. That's going to make it easier to run the football. Yeah. 
Because even if you think you can put a safety in the box now, when Justin comes back, you cannot put a safety in the box. You better not. I mean, he's had he's in he's in rhythm, he's in timing, he's been playing all year. It's not like he's coming off of somebody's bench. He, he's uh, filled in for the Cardinals every game until he was uh, benched, right? Yeah. And again, he was he, in, uh, he wasn't benched. He was traded. Because Kyler was coming back, the season was basically over for the Cardinals. So they started the new guy knowing that Kyler was coming back the next week. So they just got something for their asset. Yeah. You know, and like you said, he wasn't horrible in Arizona. Not horrible. They don't have the team. Fuck the Cowboys up. Yeah. So I'm trying to pull up his, his stats for in Arizona. Sixty-three percent completion percentage, eight touchdowns, five interceptions. I didn't see the yardage, but I think it's around two thousand. Well, he's on the year; it's around two thousand. So that's yeah. including his Minnesota games. So, but I mean, it just in in Arizona, he had eight touchdowns, five interceptions. I, I believe you said earlier. You know, he went one against Dallas. I don't still don't know how they lost the game against the Giants. I mean, I think whatever um but he hadn't in a lot of games now granted there, he had some stinkers um, he was sacked but, 17 times in eight games for the cardinals and kyler murray is running like a baby who stole a phone mm-hmm. uh his first game back so there's something going on with the offensive line for sure yep that's that's not my joke by the way the internet came up with that <laughs> the kyler murray runs like a baby that stole a cell phone See, 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 we give credit to people when we yeah. steal their stuff. Yeah, definitely not my joke, but it was a great one. It's a, it's that one of the, hilarious. it's one of the comparisons that really hit home. I looked at it and I was like, well, I'll be damned. He sure does. He looked like he stole mom's cell phone, took off running with his diaper on. Come here, Kyle. Come here. <laughs> so uh, another thing that I every time he takes off, I just hear Andale, Andale, Riva. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I found out um, the other day that my, the kids these days do not know, know who Speedy Gonzalez is. They don't know who Fred Flintstone is. They don't know George Jetson. I don't know why you're surprised by any of this. They do know Scooby Doo. Well, there's recent, relatively recent Scooby Doo movies. Fair. Mm-hmm. With um, Buffy and her husband. Lucky dude. Yeah. And then they've been married for like 25 years, I think. Since just after we got out of high school, or maybe we were in high school. I don't know. It's been a long time. So, but speaking of things that, that, you know, the aggregators have stolen from us again, I made the joke before everyone else that Bale Belichick was going to be left in Germany if they lost. And I heard that thing four times over the past week. That, <laughs> and lo and behold, they lost. But he flew back. Um, and somebody, somebody was joking. He's like, well, you know, should the Patriots leave Bill Belichick in Germany if they lose? The guy was like, no. Keep him on your team. Some owner is going to be stupid. Trade him for a couple draft picks. <laughs> Belichick's a smart dude. He knows if he keeps benching or firing people at the proper times that he'll keep his job. Yeah. Benching Mac Jones was huge. That's so, a, that experiment is over with. That's, is that the third time he's been benched this year? I don't know. That experiment is over with. Yes. If Bill, Bell, if they put him back in the game, it's because Bailey Zappi is broken. <laughs> And he looked like trash too, by the way. Oh yes, but I mean, the, I, I I saw some plays in that game. I'm like, what the hell are you doing? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, I've seen Ohio State quarterbacks throw better passes than that in the NFL. Yeah. No, CJ Stroud aside, yes. Yeah, you got to watch your mouth now. Yeah. Dude's on fire. Yes. For a rookie. Yeah, he yeah he's balling. I think he's a top ten quarterback. I, I it can feels see like it. It, it feels, feels like it. Now, is he a top ten quarterback because he's just that talented? I mean, and there was an argument for that. Or is he a top ten quarterback because there's not really a whole lot of good quarterbacks in the league right now? I don't know. Who's he throwing to besides Dwight Schultz? Noah Brown. Um, Tony Dell. Yeah, the Cowboys' third wide receiver from last year. So, Tank Dell, who was a, a diamond in the rough, that uh, pulled yeah. off. Tank Dell, not Tony Dell. Tony Dell is like the basketball yeah. player. <laughs> Tony Delk. Yeah, he was and then, from, so from Tank Kentucky, Dell. Right? Tank Dell, yes. Yeah, Dell. Diamond in the rough. Nico Collins, who's been around for a little bit and not doing Robert much. Woods. Robert Woods Which and I John Mechie. still playing. Yeah, so like, what's going to happen if he gets help? Yeah. And and so, and, and like I said, you know, he was legitimately in the conversation for top 10 quarterback anyways but i think he's pushed up that list just because the other quarterbacks in the league are just bad like there's been a <laughs> lot of bad quarterback play this year i mean we, we you know, talked about it you got you know who's not on that list Dak. much as everybody wants to hate him not this year guys i i would say Dak is probably a top 10 quarterback top 10 top 11 like around there um, I don't. I don't you know. You if can't I say that out loud. You have no. Yeah, you have no idea how many people hate you right now. Well, I don't mm-hmm. care. Pe- people hate me anyway. I'm a Michigan fan. They all hate me anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, so, there's a difference between people thinking you're dumb and people hating you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the question came up today: Where does Josh Allen fit in that conversation? Uh, he has led the league in turnovers since he joined the football, the NFL. Yes. Um, I think a lot of this is a big white guy that plays quarterback. <laughs> He's fucking overrated. And he takes big hits and makes stupid plays with his legs that puts his body in jeopardy. And some people like to watch that sacrifice. But other than that, he's not better than Dak. Remember, remember one of our podcasts we were speaking on Dak, and people were like, some people were like, well, that's not playing good. You should trade him. And we talked, we were like, there's nobody else who's better than Dak. And like, who, for who? Catching on. Right, yeah. right, exactly. For who? Yeah, right, that's exactly. what said, for who? Yeah. So, so, and I told him, like, she's fake with him. I'm, I'm glad yeah, he said. Yeah, let me, let me put this out there for you. Okay. 70.7% completion percentage. 2,415 passing yards, 17 touchdowns, six interceptions, versus 70.3% completion percentage, 2,600 yards, 19 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Who would you rather have? I miss those stats. I'm sorry. So I'm dysfunctional. Yeah. So completion percentage is about the same, but 2,600 yards, 19 touchdowns, 11 interceptions versus 2,400 yards, 17 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. 17-6. Yeah. 17-6 is Dak Prescott. Yeah. The 19-11 is Josh Allen. You got to watch your mouth. Like, people are going to start hating you. I say this, and I'm I'm nuts. I'm just a lunatic. 
<laughs> so I understand that that might be possible, but <laughs> fact of the matter is, he is not. What are Herbert's stats this year? Oh, let me pull those up real quick, if you don't mind, because that's another guy that gets ranked over Dak for no good reason. Yeah, and I don't. I don't think Herbert. I don't think he has the ability to win a game by himself. Um, so his stats are lower completion percentage, 67.1% uh, completions, 2,349 yards, 17 touchdowns, five interceptions. Okay, so better, similar touchdown-interception ratio. He's a little higher and more yards. So, and the Chargers are the only team in the history of the NFL to score on every possession they've had in the, in the last three quarters and still lose the game. With, score a touchdown in every possession in the last three quarters and still lose the game. With like a $90 million defense. Yeah. Hmm. Crazy. It is crazy. It is absolutely <laughs> crazy. Makes no sense. Now, since we're doing this, who leads the league in passing yards? Oh, don't tell me it's C.J. Stroud. That would be crazy. No, he he leads the league in yards per game, but he's played one less game than this person. Okay. Um, Lamar Jackson? Nope. Hmm. I say... It's not Tua. No. He's actually third. Joe Burrow. No. I don't know then. Those so are my guesses. The, the quarterback going. with the most passing yards are he's played one more game because he's played ten games. Sam Howell. <laughs> you gotta throw it when you're behind that much. <laughs> um, but yeah, CJ Stroud actually leads um, the league in passing yards per game. That two hundred and ninety one. Wow. That's awesome. I'm happy to see it. We give uh Ohio State quarterbacks a lot of shit, but once they get to the league, man, they're NFL players. It's nice to see him playing the way he is and uh, kind of being a nice little story for the season. Yeah. That was my sentimental shit. We can get back talking shit now. <laughs> no, but I mean, really, it's a good story. Yes. Especially for the Texans, even though they're owned by a racist piece of shit. Yes. So Can I say now, that out loud? Yeah, well, I feel I like... A I feel like I have to do this just because every sports show is. Um, which, could uh, Stroud win the MVP this year? Um, I don't think they'll let him. That's fair. Could, could he? Um, I mean, who's meant more to their team this year? Yeah. Kirk, Cousin, Kirk Cousins was on path. And that's that's the saddest thing of the year so far. The, I don't like Aaron Rodgers. The Aaron Rodgers thing sucked, but Kirk Cousins was rolling. You know, Aaron didn't even get to get started. Kirk was rolling. Kirk was playing the best football of his life, and then it went down. So, um, that being said, I think Kirk Cousins is on path, and now no Christian McCaffrey. I don't know. I mean, because Brock we, without because Brock without Christian McCaffrey on offense, man, he, he was that Brock without Christian or Brock without Trent? Brock without Trent and Debo. Well, well, yeah, Brock without Trent. Yeah, you know that's 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 where I'm kind of at with that. 
I think Trent means more of that offense than Christian McCaffrey, to be honest with you. Elijah Mitchell could get them to the playoffs. Would they be a juggernaut? Probably not. But, I mean, that, that's like saying that, okay, take out a superstar running back and put it in an above-average running back. You're not going to be the same team. But could you get to the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, he can get to the playoffs. But... Probably. Especially with that shitty division they're playing in. The Seahawks do are discombobulated. Yeah. Uh, I know I mentioned it last week. Gino, I think, is going to be a one-hit wonder. It's sad. I was hoping he'd, he'd be better, but I think he's... They got nothing against Gino. Yeah. Nothing against Gino at all. So, and I like the Seahawks. They could be my third team. So, you boys ready to do our power rankings? Nope. Yeah, I I will say this though. I am trying to figure out what the hell is going on with Kansas City. That offense is putrid. They don't have wide receivers. Yeah, but I mean, they did so much more with Juju Smith-Schuster last year. Yeah, he did. And I mean, that think of the name I just said, Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm. Um, I was going to say, uh, would, like, what receiver could come in and that can help uh, Mahomes and Kelsey. Right Fucking that third option. anybody. Even on Dale Beckham Jr.? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know you are talking about what washed receiver could come in and help. <laughs> I mean, a serviceable receiver uh, that could come in and catch at least four to five balls a game. I fully believe Odell is collecting for his retirement fund. <laughs> Seriously. Catching a couple more checks before he walks out. I'm not hating on him. Right. Whatever. I, I do the same. Yeah, I'm not mad at him. He's earned it. He's been in this league for a long time. He made spectacular plays and was big parts of big teams, but let's call it what it is, please. Let's not act like you're uh, an integral part on a team anymore because that is not the case. Like, for example, I thought like someone like a Marvin Jones Jr. could, could come in Kansas City and help uh, the pressure off of uh, Kelsey being the one-man band. I don't think yeah. they have anybody to take the top off the defense. That's why they went back after Nicole Hardman. Right. And that's the thing you, I mean, it's, again, football hasn't changed. You need a speedy guy, you need a possession guy, and you need a guy that's going to work the middle. What, however you want to have that, you need, because you need to have all three levels uh, in the passing game. And uh, you, you can't do what the Raiders have done for decades, back when, when Ruggs wasn't in jail. They just have speedy guys, because you don't have possession guys. You don't have guys that can get the five-yard catches, the seven-yard catches on third down. That's what you need. But to be just point, you need somebody that can fly down the field so you take those mm -hmm. safeties and cornerbacks and let the inside guys work. Right. And yeah. I, I don't know what's going on with the running game. Pacheco runs really hard. I don't know if they're not using him enough, 
or they're not using the right kind of plays for him. But um, they need more out of the running game. And I need more of my fantasy football team from fucking Pacheco. <laughs> so it's a personal problem. Both. <laughs> personal and professional. It's a both. And, and, and you bring up a good point. Because I've seen running backs just fail in a scheme. And then go to a different scheme and be great. Um, I've also seen running backs, regardless of who they play for, be fantastic. Um, do they just need to completely redo the way, it, like the running plays, like the running scheme? Well, I'll tell you something I heard this week uh, during the Raiders game. Um, before, when Antonio Pierce took over, Josh Jacobs got a sheet of running plays that he got to pick from. And he got to pick his own running plays. He didn't get that from Josh McDaniels. Josh Jacobs has been pretty darn productive the last two weeks. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying, maybe you go talk to Pacheco and be like, "What are you comfortable with? What do you, what do you, what do you like? What do we need to do here? Let's try a few things." Right. Yeah, the problem with that that requires the offensive coordinator to not have an ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Reid is on that football team. Andy Reid could walk right through that meeting and be like, "Isaiah, let me talk to you for a second. And then pull Nagy and be like, Nagy, come here. Yeah. <laughs> it's bigger. It's bigger than them. There's no room for egos in championships. That is 100% true. Are there? Yes, but they've been managed by people who are like Phil Jackson. You don't think that room was full of egos? I was about to bring him up. Yeah. I mean, but he is, he was a supreme manager of people and personalities. And I think Andy Reid is that guy in a different way. Yeah. Is he as philosophical as uh, Jack Phil Jackson? Probably not, but he's a good manager of personalities in his own way. Yeah, I don't think you have to be philosophical, but I think you have to be able to, to manage that. Feel it out and adjust. Yes. And, and you know, I, I make the joke that manage, managing people is like 50% psychology because you're getting them to do stuff they don't want to do. Right. So with that, we will move on to our power rankings. Um, BJ, who do you have as number one? Eagles. Till further notice. Same. Eagles. Yeah, I got Philly number one. Who's number two? The chefs. They be chefing. We just spent five minutes talking about what's wrong with them. <laughs> number two. Mm-hmm. The, I mean, look, you always say to be the man, you got to beat the man. Yep. They still are who they are. Yep, I mean, and their de- their defense has been quite strong this year. Yes. And they have not been distracted by the Swifties at the games, so there is that. I also have Kansas City at two. Dorian, who do you have? Same. So, BJ, who's your three? My three are the Detroit Super Lions. The Super Lions. They looked awful super shooting it out with Herbert. Yeah, their mm-hmm. their their offense looked fantastic. Defense. Look, could use they've won, They've had, they've played good defense this year. They played great offense this year. If they 
they have more games to put both together. So until it's time to panic, there's no panic. So until Josh Jobs catches him from behind and then shoots past him in the mm-hmm. ring and the standings. Definitely not impossible, especially with Jetta coming back. Yeah. Dorian, who's your three? My three are or is the Niners. See, I I had Detroit reluctantly at three. Um frankly, because they had a better record. They they have not they didn't have the bad stretch that the 49ers did. Who I have at four. So BJ, who's your four? My four is the Niners. Dorian? Four is Detroit. So BJ, who's your five? Uh, the Ravens. The, they lost a game against a really good defense, mm-hmm. and an okay. offense, an offense that <laughs> finally got something out of their three hundred million dollar quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, Dorian, who's your five? My fifth is Ravens. So, I, I have them at five as well, um, but there was a weird stat. So. Over the last two seasons, the team with the most losses when leading in in the fourth quarter is Baltimore. They've had seven losses when they've been leading in the fourth quarter. Uh, That sounds like a defensive thing. Yeah, it's so weird. Because their defensive coordinator is really good. Mike McDonald is really good. I I don't know what the hell has happened. More Michigan mouth love. Well, ironically, where where did he come from initially? Baltimore. (laughs) They had him for a season. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's weird about it because you think that a, a team that loses a lead in the fourth quarter, well, they can't run the ball. But that's that's what Baltimore does. So, And the, the other three teams, are like the Colts have lost seven, the Texans have lost six, and the Broncos have lost six. Speaking of the Broncos, real quick, um, they looked like rejuvenated. <laughs> Well, that happens. Look, man, I got Josh Allen and James Cook on my football team. I'm sitting here watching TV last night. I looked down at my phone. I got negative points from the quarterback and the running back. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> so we're, we're starting off the, the game with an interception and a fumble. Is that what we're doing? Yes. That, that make an average team look pretty good there. Yeah. And the Broncos defense has been improving consistently. So I want to say that they, they haven't lost since they gave up 70 have they well i mean they allowed all the points they could allow in the season in one game so they figured fuck it we'll tighten up (laughs) i take that back you know they have they do lose a couple games but um they've looked so much better what was the alternative yeah they they couldn't get much worse that's like that's like people who say i take care of my kids i mean like what's the alternative what you want a cookie yeah (laughs) be a piece of shit So, but speaking of pieces of shit, we have our trash badgers. Ah, my favorite. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm leading this off because I would like to remind people that I have consistently kept the Patriots in the trash badgers, and now Dorian Adam has finally joined me and brought them back to their home <laughs> where they belong. I believe I had them at thirty last week. Dorian did not. Well, I thought Dorian was also forgot about the negative nine, you know, passing yards for the Giants that one week. I don't think you had him at thirty last week because I had to create an icon for your graphic. So I don't think I got him here somewhere. 
Let me go through my notebook of bullshit. No, no, no. I had I had New England at thirty-two. Last no, time. you you had the Cardinals, Giants, and Panthers, both of you, just in different, just in varying orders, and I'm the only one that had the Patriots. Oh, okay. Yeah. All I know is I didn't forget about Tommy DeVito and his negative nine passing yards that one week. <laughs> negative nine. Negative <laughs> nine. I I now have the Patriots at thirty-two because, it, like. That team is literally going to implode. Like, I, there's going to be a, um, you know, one of the Ryans. Which Ryan got in the fight? Um, Rex? Was Rex? Rob? Was Rex's Rob Ryan. No. Oh, Buddy. Buddy Ryan. Thank you. And Jeff Kotite. Oh, oh, I'm no. sorry. Kevin Gerbride. That's who it Look, was. When you're losing games and you bench your starting quarterback, you go to the trash bag. <laughs> Dorian, who do you have with 32? 32, I have the Panthers. You know, Bill Belichick's um, process of not paying people and letting them go caught up to that team. Yes. Yeah. You can do that when Brady's there. But once Brady's gone, the money's got to go somewhere, bro. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it's just catching up to him. Bad bad decision-making. Too frugal. I have the toddler running around with the cell phone at 31. I have um, Carolina. He doesn't right. run. That's part of his problem. Yeah. He can't see to throw. Dorian, who do you have at 31? 31, I have Giants. A negative nine yards for life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you let the Cowboys outscore you 89 to 17 in the season. You belong down here. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not going to disparage Gen Z millennials or Gen Alpha if they want to li- live with their moms um, because they just can't afford a new house. I get it. It's, it's expensive. But when you're an NFL quarterback, you should be able to afford some type of house by yourself and you should not be living with your mother like Tommy DeVito does. He is stacking them paychecks. <laughs> mm-hmm. He knows they're not going to come that much longer. Look. Imagine, imagine if he just invested all of his paychecks this season, just invested them properly, properly, like good to go check and check. (laughs) Like, so maybe if he's doing it right, good on him. Now, if he's just blowing it at clubs and strippers and drinks and whatnot, and still living with mom, that's a problem. But if he's actually like stacking his checks and investing it properly, then okay. Wasn't it Gronk that like never spent his NFL money? He just like I know o- I know Ocho Cinco didn't. Okay. Ocho Cinco lived off endorsements deals. Yeah. I, I think still... Gronk did too. Yeah, I'm not I'm not positive about that, but I know Chad Johnson for sure saved a ton of money. And again, if if you're smart about it, I'm sure Josh Jobs is because you know again rocket scientist. You, you can play in the NFL for a couple of years and be set it, for life. Intelligence. And the discipline to be financially free are two different things. Fair. I know a lot of smart people <laughs> that are still looking for lunch money. <laughs> so I know what you're saying. I would like to think that Josh Jobs is super intelligent and completely understands that. But 
you ever notice that like just because you're smart doesn't mean you can clean just because you're smart you know like just because you went to an ivy league school doesn't mean you're smart smart is an indicator of intelligence and nothing else (laughs) it doesn't mean you're nice doesn't mean you're clean and it doesn't mean you do the right thing all the time you you do well on tests yeah there's a lot of politicians that are smart how's that been working out yeah exactly (laughs) a lot of politicians went to ivy league schools yeah um, but yeah, at, at 30, I do have Tommy DeVito and his mom in the Giants. Damn. What the fuck is mom do? Just... <laughs> Damn. Calling the man's mom out. You meant to fight an Italian. Um, <laughs> it's not like Eli Apple where his mom drops him off at practice, but that's a whole different conversation. Uh, I got the Panthers at 30. Dorian? We all have the same teams. They're just jumbled around. Yeah. And yeah, ver- varying levels of turd. <laughs> They're terrible. All these teams are terrible. Mm-hmm. They need multiple things to be corrected. You know, and there there is no quick fix in the NFL. Hell no. I mean, Houston's done well, but they drafted a star in offense, a star in defense, and they got Which a star coach. Hardly ever happens. No. You, you don't hit all three in the offseason. No. Um, so with our picks this week... Um, so Dorian is just kicking her ass. Dorian's 29 and 16. I am 20 and 25, and BJ is 17 and 28. Hell yeah. So um, I do apologize. I didn't get the matchup page done in time. I was trying to do it as we were talking. Um, so we're just going to have to do this just old school style. But um, Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. Cleveland is a three-and-a-half point favorite because Pittsburgh is always an underdog and somehow is winning. I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Nobody believes in Kenny Pickett. But they keep winning. Still, we don't believe in him. They're winning despite Ken, of, in spite of Kenny Pickett. Um, I want to say Cleveland here. I feel like I saw something at the back end of that game this weekend against the Ravens. They might have some confidence. Cleveland. It's in Cleveland also. So. Yep. Enjoy. Ooh, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh, man. Defense still playing stout. So I, I do think Cleveland found something with their offense. Now, granted, you know, they were down by 14 and seven of those points for the comeback came on a pick six. On a weird pick six, too. I'm not blaming that on Lamar like some people are. Um, it, it's so funny. Like, the most they, – they were saying that the most successful bet this year is to bet on Pittsburgh being behind at halftime and winning. Hmm. Um, it's hit like four times. It's insane. Um, I don't think it happens this week, but it's just I, I don't understand that team like at all. Like they have no offense. And Kenny Pickett just like he just like spikes the ball like every down and they still win. I don't I don't understand it. Um, the Monday night game is Philly versus Kansas City. Kansas City is a two and a half point favorite. Eagles. Sticking with the rankings. Dorian? I'm going with the Eagles too. They want revenge bad. Not Super Bowl loss. This, this game's in Camaro Head, so I'm going Kansas City. So the next game is Cincinnati versus Baltimore. This is the Thursday night game.
Oh man, I feel like Cincinnati really needs this game. Does that matter? I don't know. I'm going Cincinnati to win in Baltimore. That doesn't sound right. That's not going to help me. Well, Cincinnati has the points, so even if Baltimore wins by two, you still win. Yeah, I know. I'm just thinking about the victory, though. I think Cincinnati really needs this game to not fall out of it. Cleveland beating Baltimore definitely helped them, though. Cincinnati's uh, a game and a half back in the division. They, if they win, if they lose this game, they're pretty much out of the division, and they might be out of the playoffs. Just the way the way it's looking. Dorian, looking with DJ. I think I'm gonna go with Cincinnati. Uh, I'm going Baltimore. It's in Baltimore. It's a Thursday night game. Normally that that means something. So I don't know what, but it means something. Um, so the next game is the Chargers versus the Packers. We'll go with the Chargers. Same here. The Chargers will make me pay though. You better quit picking with me. Or you're gonna you wind up screwing yourself up. <laughs> you stay ahead of me, but your 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 uh, your um percentage is gonna drop. Yeah, I'm going mm-hmm. the Chargers as well because. Frankly, did you see the way Green Bay looks with Jordan Love? Like we thought they would originally yes. before he fooled us for a couple of games, and now he's back to what we thought. Um, the last game is the Jets versus the Bills, and I just – I cannot believe we've seen this twice now this year where mm-hmm. a team has an important play and they can't fucking count. <laughs> Like, how, how do you do this? Buffalo lost that game because they, they counted to 11. They kept going and went, that's okay. We can have 12. No one will know. Mm-hmm. Fucking Bills. BJ? I'm going to go with Buffalo just because it's in Buffalo, and Zach Wilson is the fucking quarterback for the Jets. <laughs> I think that's a good enough reason. Dorian? I'm going to go with Buffalo also. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna go Buffalo. Um Oh now y'all wanna follow my picks. Yeah, well I mean it's either that or, or pick Zach Wilson and that just seems like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I feel like that's the situation. Zach Wilson, the quarterback of the Jets. They have all the talent in the world around him. Running backs, okay offensive line, receivers all over the place, and Zach Wilson. Yep. Yeah. For as bad as uh, Josh Allen's touchdown interception ratio is, Zach Wilson's is much, much worse. Where do you think the Jets would be if Josh Allen was a quarterback? If you just swapped out Josh Allen and Zach Wilson? Josh Allen with that running game because he does not have a good, efficient running game. Um, no. I would say at seven and three, eight and two right now. Probably less turnovers because the ability to run the football when they need to. Take the ball out of his hands. There's there's only about four or five guys a year that can throw the ball whenever they want. Yeah. 
It's just fact of the matter. I mean, let's just do this now. Okay, top top five quarterbacks. Mahomes. Yep. Burrow. Yep. Who's three? Burrow, uh, Burrow, Mahomes. Jalen Hurts be up there. Tua does okay. Is he the third best quarterback in the league? I don't know. Maybe this year. Tua over Hurts. Well, I got personal reasons for that. But... <laughs> Maybe Jalen Hurts. Tua. I'm trying not to say Dak, but damn it. And this is my, my argument from earlier. There just aren't that many great quarterbacks. No. Could be C.J. Stroud, number five. Mm. But you got to remember, we know how this goes. <laughs> They're going to have 17 games of film on this kid next year. Yeah, they will know what he does, and they will know what he can't do. Next year will be his most important year. Yeah. If he takes another step, oh, boy. And realistically, after your second year, you don't really improve significantly more. You can right. you can certainly improve, but not significantly. I can't think of a NFL starter that started his first two years that got significantly better after his second. Troy Aikman. Fair. He got his ass kicked for two seasons and then won three Super Bowls. Yeah. Man, that's a tough question. And that's the I, only one I know, just because I remember how that went. Yeah, and I mean, he he was okay his first two his first two years, and I only say that because he had the talent, he just didn't have the players. He had nothing around him. His offensive line was trash. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. I feel like, and and I think that's where we are with Herbert. That's where we are with Allen, is they are who they are. They're not going to change. No matter how much the media machine tries to pump no. them up. I mean, they're, they're in their third, fourth, fifth years. They're not going to change. They are who they are. You have to manage them. You have to manage them. You have to take the ball to their hands. You have to have an effective running game. You have to limit when they throw. You have to allow them to use play action. And the Chargers and the Bills do not have good running games. No. They are a one-dimensional team, and people can sit on routes when that happens. Yep. And and that's the thing. Like, if you have a great – or even, even a very good running game where the linebackers have to respect the play action, that gives you a second. Yeah. Maybe a second and a half, depending on if they can pick it, you know, just how good your play action is. And that's all you need because it creates that, that depth of defense. Stresses the defense. Yep. No, that's they're gonna have to. If Josh Allen's gonna continue to start, which I'm sure he will, for the foreseeable future, they have to figure out how to run the football, and that's why I think Sean McDermott might be out of there. Yeah. Well, they already fired Ken Dorsey, Ken Dorsey because it was his fault. Hmm. Well, I mean, he's the one calling this horse shit, and you got to remember they couldn't run the ball with Dayball either. So, and he got a, he got a nice job out of it. 
is it McDermott's fault? I know he's going to be the fall guy, but is it the GM's fault? Because, I mean, their, their running backs have not been, I'll like, tell you even what. when they've gone elsewhere. Latavius Murray looks pretty effective with the few carries that he gets. I would yeah. I would give him the ball more and let him just blast his way into people. That's what he does. He runs tough, and I would hand him the ball and let him soften that defense for James Cook later in the game. Kind of what Tony Pollard's missing out of Zeke Elliott. That's an understated thing to have a guy that can come in there and make the linebackers not want to tackle, and then you throw Tony Pollard at him. It's like, ah, too fast. I'm going to say this, Dwayne, do not sing, but that's why Natron Means was so effective in the late 90s. Damn, damn, I want to sing it so well. <laughs> I won't sing it. But yeah, I mean, and it helps if you have a two running back system and you have one that's just a freaking bowling ball and you have one that is shifty. Because when the bowling ball goes in there and starts beating the crap out of you, you don't want to tackle the shifty guy. Yeah. See, we got the Cowboy fans got spoiled by Zeke's first couple of years and they don't understand that. A guy that can get you four yards every carry is valuable. Yes. I don't care what you say. Every carry, four yards. Four. He had like 13 touchdowns last year or something. So, I mean, if if you can consistently get four yards a carry, you cannot be stopped. Because last time I checked, four times three is 12, and 12 is more than 10. Hmm. Yeah, it's, um, this whole replace, because it's not... It's just a frustrating uh, world we live in where it's like, uh, get rid of him. For what? Yeah, he had 12 touchdowns last year. That's not something you just get rid of at 3.8 yards a carry. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and what are you going to do with that roster spot? Bring in a less experienced guy that's not as good in pass protection and have try to have him do the same shit. You know, and... and I think that was the same conversation we had with, with about Dak. Is if you got rid of him, who's going there? Like, who are you bringing right. in to improve the team? Nobody. And I think that's where a Buffalo is kind of stuck with Josh Allen. You know, he's good enough, but he he's got a ceiling. But if you got rid of him, who are you bringing in to improve? that note, we'll call it a night. Gentlemen, ladies, Peace. this has been Sandlot Sports.